LinkedIn presents. All right. Yes, we are live. Hi, LinkedIn. It's great to see you. Thank you for watching this video. When I come on this space, I'm so excited to share the experiences, the information that I've been access to. Like sometimes it's mine, sometimes it's my own personal experience, and sometimes it's others. And like part of my favorite part of what I get to do in this creator world is collaborate. And I am so excited to introduce you to my very first guest in a very long time. And this is in the works for a long time coming, by the way. I'm a big fan of hers from television. Like most of you, I met her on TV first. I was driven to become friends with her on social media, Clubhouse gave us the opportunity to have some community, to share some space, to learn how to trust each other really is what this is all about. And then just to be there when each other are thriving and being successful. And that being said, she's an inspiration to me. And I know if you've got a DVR or a TiVo, she's definitely there. She's like old school, old school OG talent brand I'm talking about here. None other than Rachel Riley. Rachel, it is awesome. <laughs> Thank you. That's awesome. Was I love your intro. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's from the heart, right? Like it's you so sweet. You watching what you've done oh in the personal God. brand space, the way you had to make space when it was on television on someone else's term yeah. versus what you can do now to be in your strength. It's, I want to have this crazy conversation about discovery and how to build a talent brand and learn some of the experiences that I know we had to go through in TV when you needed to get approval on, on every step, every step, every person, every department all of a sudden has an opinion that matters versus our ability to be discovered when, where, how. I mean, we have so much control over how we get discovered now. All right. So for y'all tuning in right now, specifically, I'm having this conversation on LinkedIn for two reasons. One, I want you to understand the power building a personal brand. And I want you to understand it specifically from Rachel, someone who started building her brand before we even knew some of the true and proven ways to build brands and work with brands and, and do all the business piece of it. Rachel worked, Rachel, you learned the hard way. You had to win some shows <laughs> to bring in some cash. And, yeah. and that being said, Big Brother, Amazing Race, the trader, like big shows. She's won some of them. You will get Ugats. You will get no spoiler alerts <laughs> on this broadcast. That being said, if you want to see Rachel in action on Peacock right now, the traders, it is some good programming, Rachel. It's great to see you. How are you, love? I'm so good. No, I'm so excited to be here to chat with you and just like, you know, talk about this and also ask you, cause I feel like you're the, like, I don't want to say OG, but even like more OG than I am. Right. Like you've worked in television before, like when this re unscripted, it's like, if you're Twitter famous on MySpace famous, is that yes. <laughs> friendster famous? Exactly. <laughs> like, oh, I respect you I so feel much. Like before, like when unscripted just happened, you were there, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's what it's like. I don't know. It's crazy to think how it's, changed and developed over 23 years. Right. When you set off to, did you set off to create a personal brand? Was that part of what brought you to reality? <laughs> no, right? No. Is that a result of being in reality TV? Is that? Yeah. Well, you know, I always had wanted to be in television. Like my whole life, I had always wanted to be in television, but growing up in North Carolina, I didn't really know how to get into television and how to get, was I going to be an actress? Was I going to do, and reality TV wasn't around when we were growing up, you know? Mm -hmm. So I never really knew what was next. I just knew that I loved the industry and I had to be involved in it. And so I kind of made my way in through modeling, which 
you learn about brands and you learn about like how to market yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So like unintentionally, I learned about how to market myself. I think probably like living in Vegas, doing modeling, going to auditions, going to these castings. And then I just started like, I see the formula. And (laughs) yeah, well, when you're in the formula, you kind of understand how it works, right? Right, exactly. And so I just start like, I try to start figuring out like, what's going on backstage, what's going on behind the camera, what, you know, what's going on in casting, what's going on, like, what are people doing? What jobs? I didn't even know jobs existed that you could do. And I think it's just been really fun adventure, (laughs) you know? So you kind of started reality TV almost at a point in time in social media where we were almost getting used to real-time feedback, I feel like. Like it was almost normal for us to do something and then for other people to make a reaction. Like like as you said, the OG, there was no one walking around giving me a thumbs up, you know, every day of my (laughs) life. You know, a, 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 a weird place to get any satisfaction from social media, by the way, with those thumbs up. But that being said, you know, at least, you know, you know. I don't know. They say in video games, when you hear the music change, you know, you're getting towards the end when it starts getting really difficult. There's no signal to it. Was Big Brother the first reality show that you did? It was the first reality show I did, but I had done like, I don't know. I mean, I had done other things before Big Brother, but not reality. You were yourself doing a service of creativity as opposed to being allowed to show up where like your hair color, your background, your love, all of that becomes part of the story versus before, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, I feel like when I, I started learning about creating a personal brand for myself, like I said, unintentionally, just through doing like I did like the Hawaiian Tropic pageants and I did like Mr. And I was lucky enough to land a cover with Steven Tyler from Aerosmith. Cool. So in 2008, I was on the cover of a magazine traveling around the country and I did this like thing with Steven Tyler. I was just like this girl from Vegas, originally North Carolina, but like living in Vegas, cocktail waitress. Right. And I got to go to Boston and film and like they filmed it. They took pictures like at Steven Tyler's, his motorcycle brand. And then I just started kind of really figuring out like, okay, I need to be doing this all the time. Like I remember calling my mom and saying, mom, this is like it. I'm done. I, this is what I'm doing. I need to figure out how to get into this industry. And I don't know, it's weird. You feel in your heart, like in your soul, like it's hard to explain, but like tingling, you know, when you're doing something that is just like, you were meant to be there or something that, you know, is a next step. And that's where I kind of, I just remember calling my mom and saying, this is it. Like here, I'm meant to be here. I'm meant to be on this path. And like, I don't know how it's going to happen or what's going to happen next, but I just need to keep going. I love that. I love that you feel called to share, show up and you're almost open to opportunities, wary of opportunities, but I'm hearing you because I know when you got to Big Brother, being in Vegas and being in that industry was an important part of your story, actually. So it's, it's a hundred percent, like it was the whole story, right? So that was the thing. And I took that advantage of that because I I needed to be the feisty redhead that (laughs) you saw at work, by the way you know you saw it work in public media um shout out by the way ben courier i see is giving us some love here and kim thompson who is an extraordinary word ninja by the way she is the extraordinary word ninja she both of whom i just got to see in podfest by the way awesome podcasters 
Kim's helping me be impeccable in my words. So, you know, shout out to those people who look out for us, right? Like that's, I see that. that's where we, <laughs> that's where our friendship comes into play, yes. right? When you show up as yourself, you know, I, I got to work with people in the beginning of reality where it really was a special skill set to have the confidence to show up and truly have figured out already who you are, what your point of view is, what actions you know you can be. Because at that point, you're almost answering like, what do I want to be responsible for doing? Like, I, I know I'm capable of what am I responsible for? So your job title, I hear, is one of these like little devices and like sort of key elements that I can spot in how you even pitched yourself to media, right? Even you said that the feisty redhead, like even an arc, that's an archetype. Yeah. So, you know, speaking in these elements really stands out. What are other key elements that stand out? And you're in casting. I skipped yeah. I totally skipped over this, but like <laughs> also like, because you're just so awesome and I love everything you're doing. And I love you on television, the way you spell things and do things, everything. <laughs> it's no, it, I hope it's intentional. I wanted like, I just, <laughs> that was not just so you said so it's brilliant. If you don't know what I'm talking about, watch the show, come back, no spoiler alerts, but <laughs> thumbs up. You just no, know how to. Funny, you just, that was not intentional. Yeah, but right. I think what's funny about it is sometimes when you're just being innocent and yeah, like Oops. being present, you're just like, you do did I do that? Yes, and that's what makes the best television moments. It's true, though. it's, it's true. Just, it's a hundred percent what makes the best television moments is when you're unintentionally being yourself, creating something, even if it's an expression of yourself. And that's yeah, why I love unscripted TV because it's yeah. these people. They're unintentionally doing these things. And I did listen. I took two weeks. I came up with this iconic line, floaters grab a life vest. And it's, you know, what is it? 13 years later, they're still using that. So I feel yeah. like it did take me a little bit of time to come up with the, that line. And I was thinking about what I could say and thinking about what was about the brand, what was about the show I was on. And I was like, well, you know, we call people floaters that aren't playing the game. And, you know, floaters are on life vests. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's like, I need to come up with a good phrase. And then I needed the moment. It had to be the right moment. And I said to myself, you know, listen, if I have an opportunity where I am back in like the power, because we have these HOHs and all these things, I was like, I'm going to use this line and it's going to be iconic and it's going to be, you know, this great thing. And I, I wish I do try to come up with these little quips, you know, where it's just like something witty and fun. And that's very on brand for the show. Yeah. So and for you too, because you're just so authentic and transparent. Yesterday on Instagram, I posted something about like people up here, you know, figuring out how to block shoot and schedule an entire month worth of content. And I'm literally debating over like what's for lunch or dinner tonight. Yeah. I can't. I I remember Damn. we had this conversation once and I was like, do you ever like sit down and write something and it's in your head and you can't figure it out and you write it and you write it and then you just end up not posting it. And you were like, no, yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> that is some clarity. When you know your intention, when you know it's not what I could do and should do, but what I can do and will do and responsible for when you have that level of clarity, you don't need a content strategy. You have a strategy that generates content. Right. Like, in podcasting, in television, especially in someone else's content that you know that you're the alchemy of, you can give them the pieces to it, but ultimately they're going to pick and choose what peaches, you know, stick and stay depending on how they want that out there. So I just love, I want to point that out. I love that about, and I see this in every show you've ever done where you have the ability to tap into emotion and 
react emotionally and with instinct and with passion. Actually, I take not even emotion. I want to say with passion. I don't even want to say emotion because emotion almost downplays the passion in which you respond to things. But that because you have very crystal clear intent and you know goals that you carry with you in all these places. It's to be applauded. I, I see it in action in every single show. And y'all, if you haven't watched Traders yet, you have to go see the show. <laughs> it is good. Um, it is, you know, it's the Peacock. They said that it was their most watched unscripted show ever. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah that they've makes gotten, a lot of sense. They've gotten so many new downloads and everyone's talking about the show. We're just so excited about it. I feel like we're having a reunion, which is yeah. crazy. Yeah. And like, is Alan hosted uh, it, right? Is he? Is no, coming? Cohen is going to host what? it. What? You're getting yeah. like the real... <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get Andy Cohen's hosting it. I'm getting a like amazing dress made. Yes. And it's like, I haven't even. You have to show it. up. It's yes. Be, it's the craziest dress ever. I'm leaning in. <laughs> like, it's totally on brand for something I would wear. And just like, you know, for some reason, my fashion was a big topic of conversation. In yes, you showed yeah. up. You will, right? when, you, when you have that level of clarity that allows you to pre-purpose and pre-plan instead of repurpose and react. And I saw that in your intention on being, you were done up. You were like, yeah. oh, every breakfast second. in the castle. Yes, ma'am. Yes, milady. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, well, you know, I've been getting into like, I'm doing fashion. So I did a fashion show last year and it was like with upcycling clothing and like it was for a nonprofit and it was just like so amazing. So I'm like, okay, I need to add fashion onto my brand. Like it's every yeah. single little touch that I'm trying to bring it back to what we're talking about, but it is just every single little touch that I've noticed that I watch, you know, the people that I look up to, the people that I'm observing, I guess I study unscripted, you know, I, I love the industry, I want to be in it. So I just study it. And I watch all the shows and I see what other people are doing. So I do, I'm a, you know, studier of the game, I guess. Yeah, you're observant. <laughs> a lot to be said from learning from other. I love this, you know, in podcasting too, oftentimes I feel that I have to get a lot into a specific episode. And that's usually because I didn't write down the intent of that conversation. And I want to point this out. When you have goals, you realize you have dozens, if not hundreds of opportunities throughout the day or week or year to let someone know your expertise or interest, for example, in fashion for you. So when you have that clarity, it allows you to live the SEO life, allows you to live the version that you want to be discovered for without having to apply this SEO filter at the tail end, you know, without having to say, what words do I need to use? What hashtag should I be using? All those things that come into play if you experience and I think you're not experiencing them because of how you're approaching content, but I can certainly relate to over wordsmithing and overthinking it because, you know, too many of us don't take action for it's time to. And again, what I hear from you is having clarity allows you to over time build a process that allows you to tap into it and salt and pepper it as opposed to turn it into the main filet, you know? For myself, I feel that I have had the opportunity to know what I'm good at and to know where I could really use a little bit of extra work. And I don't try to focus my energies anymore on things where I know I'm not going to be super successful in because I think yeah. that I have learned over 13 years of doing this that I need to focus my energies on things that I am really confident that I can just really succeed in and things that I can bring my full self. And like you said, all my talents to and the clarity and just my intentions to, because now I know finally like where I want to go with this career and how I want to see it develop. 
and I'm starting to just let go of things that don't really deserve my energy and aren't yeah. really make me grow. Uh, give yeah. a, I'm going to like pause the mic and, and tap the <laughs> mic like we used to do on Clubhouse. Yes, yeah. I love that. Right. It's like it's one thing to ask yourself, does the room get me? Do they understand what I'm saying? Do they like me? It's another place to be when you realize, well, obviously, yes. But like, how do I feel about them? How does my energy impact them? And, and is that the best use of my energy? I love the focus that you're building on here. So I want to talk about collaborating. I started collaborating. By the way, I'm seeing, I love my LinkedIn fam. I'm seeing snap, snap, snaps. I'm getting some snaps here. Kim says, well said, done is better than perfect. That's exactly it, by the way. When you're talking about even workshopping the idea of uh, floaters, grab your life vest. I remember <laughs> I remember Bethany Frankel writing about how she would be up the night before shooting a scene on Housewives and think, well, how am I going to say this in a way that they keep? I can say it and I can fumble over my words and not be clear about like what the intention is and try to figure out. But if I know exactly what I'm saying and I happen to be holding a skinny girl martini while I'm saying it, then I know <laughs> that that's going to make it into the, right? There's that, that level of clarity is really smart. So um, I started working with someone named Judy Fox, who I collaborate with here on LinkedIn Social Audio. And we are creating an inner circle that we're going to be sharing with people. And we convert our social audios into podcasts called Let's Talk Social Audio. So like maybe business-led brand owners, like people who are the face of their businesses or people who identify as talent brands, what are the things that we could be aware of or experiences you've had and finding great partnerships, collaborations? With brands, I think I've learned especially since this has become such a brand focused, like social media has made things so brand focused. I've learned that it's important to take opportunities that you feel are a right fit and not to take every opportunity mm. because as much as you might enjoy getting that extra money and you know, it does seem very tempting sometimes. I think if you have something that you've built for yourself and you, and not saying water it down, but you don't have to do everything because there are some things that just don't fit with what you've built. And remember that, like you said, that intention that you have for your brand and you have to know where, what direction you want your brand to go in and what you want people to see you. Because every time that we share something about ourselves, we're sharing that energy and we're sharing that about ourselves. And so when you are looking to get things back, you want to focus on things that will also share more energy out, right? So put more energies out because like a garden, you know, like we plant things and if you put in good fertilizer and you put in, you know, water and you water it and you put it in the sun, it's going to grow and bloom and be beautiful. But if you put a, like put it in the shade or you don't give it the right kind of nutrients, it's just not going to grow. So I feel like that has always like stuck out to me because I'm always thinking what is going to make me grow and what's going to make me be able to share and be beautiful and be able to do more of what intentions I'm putting out. I love that. That's almost a way to guarantee value. Yeah, exactly. And right. And <laughs> have that also have people that are like following you or people true that are north yeah, yeah. True north star yeah. that yeah oh yeah i'm picking up on that and a lot easier i'm just funny i'm thinking a lot easier said this year than even five or ten years ago yeah. with our ability to 
to do more. Hold on here. We're getting this just in. Uh, Hi, Judy, by the way. It's good to see you. (laughs) Judy (laughs) says, yes, you have to keep in mind that you are a personal brand and to use it wisely, just like a company would want to protect the brand asset, i.e. you are an amazing, unique asset. Yeah, it's very well said. And thinking of how our actions as people can be interpreted as actions of business you know, might really help us be accountable and responsible for some of those opportunities that are coming our way. Also, oh, I, hi, so uh, thank you for, uh, we're, we're getting good feedback. Awesome, awesome show. Chesley for a meeting, continue to follow. But Gabby, always good to see you, by the way, here. It's fun to be connecting. By the way, who would have ever thought, I don't mean to, yeah, here it comes, <laughs> I don't even want to, who would have ever thought we would get to help business owners the way that we really are considering how much we got poo-pooed for being on reality TV. I'm just being honest versus the power that people now see from showing up on social media and getting behind a mic and getting in front of a camera. What does that even feel? It's not, I told you so it's pretty close. I'll tell you that. (laughs) It's pretty epic because I was talking to Brendan about this yesterday. Brendan is my husband. We met on a reality show for those of people that are watching. And we actually discussed this yesterday because we're like 10 years ago, like (laughs) no Instagram or 13 years ago, there was no Instagram. There was like just Twitter and we, you know, people looked at us like, oh, you're just from reality. I couldn't even get acting jobs. They said, oh, you're reality. You don't do acting. And now with the reality, because we're in unscripted, it just brings so much extra to the table. They want to put you on things. They want to put you on. I mean, honestly, like my IMDb number was like in the top 5,000 for the wow. Top- I know. I was I was really excited about that. That's huge. By the way, we talk we talk about IMDb a lot in this space. Okay. okay. So you're bringing up a great topic, but you know, even podcasters were big on getting podcasters on IMDb because of the searchability, discoverability. For you, what has your experience been like um, having visibility on IMDb? I think it's been really amazing because I've had a lot more opportunities from people that. I don't think I would have been able to connect with. And also I have had people automatically when they Google your name, you know, all these different things pop up, but when they really want to get to know you and do a deep dive, they go on the IMDB and they can see what you've been participating in, what you're known for photos. You get to, you know, you have control over that page. It's more of, I think it's more a resume, but it's almost like a bragging rights resume. Yeah, <laughs> it's got like it's got social proof, business proof. People are articles you know, that are attached to it, and it's one of the top Google searches because IMDb is such a big, you know, a big asset for your name. So it's one of the top Google searches. So if you Google anyone that's in entertainment's name, you know, whatever might come up first. But IMDb is always at the top and it's not sponsored. So it's one of those things that people really put trust in. And I think especially in the entertainment industry and brands put a lot of trust in the IMDb page also. Yeah, it's got really high domain authority. So Google trusts it and takes it. And I love hearing how you as a business owner, you have your own company and you have your own services, how you've been able to even still be on current shows like The Trader, which is like the number one Peacock game. It's so, I'm so excited for you that you, not just like, you know, being season one of any show is always kind of kudos to, you know, to that. You got the little wink and nod on that. You don't know the benefit of knowing how the game plays. So you'll forever be an OG. By the way, a killer lesson for anyone out there who thinks that it's too late to be an OG. 
who feels like they may have missed the opportunity because they're too late for a platform or too late for something else that's you know out there that they feel like someone else claims someone else has the opportunity took the opportunity away from you and our ability to be OGs. Like that's cool. I just shout yeah. out to that. I don't know how much you want to talk about this, but you saw that opportunity too. There were opportunities you passed on my understanding. So now I'm going to put something, there were opportunities that you were presented with that I think you kind of maybe looked through and saw there were bigger opportunities for you to have even more talent brand impact than being on shows that might already have certain amounts of distribution, right? Like you made a real conscious decision to stand out. I did. And, and took a gamble on this. I did. Yeah, yeah. I did a gamble and I made a conscious decision, like you said, to try something different and to put my faith into something that I wasn't sure about. But yeah. I honestly... When I made that decision, I felt so confident about the decision. And obviously, like I told you, I told, you know, I've had talks with all my friends about it or my trusted friends, you know, yeah. and, and people that I really look up to. <laughs> and for me, it was just, you know, a little bit scary, but I knew if I, I was going in to do something, I needed to, again, focus on being intentional about it and the brand that I was bringing and you know, from the clothing to the makeup, to the hair color, to everything, I had to really think about this person that I'm creating and this character that I'm creating and getting to be in this new experience to kind yeah. of, you add this on to your brand, like everything, you know, you add it on to the experiences that you have. And as we always say, life is about experiences, adventures and making a difference in the world, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a philosophy yeah. to live by. You create content that way. I'm also, you know, we've talked a lot about CBS shows and NBC Peacock. I know. I also need to point out that you, again, in the capacity of being an OG and like always trying to find ways to stand out and be the first and really be impactful, really were one of the first original pieces of programming that Bespoke TV even leaned on when they were looking to create original programming, right? Is oh, that yeah. Yeah, like I think you're like literally first out of the gate as a platform show on yeah. the platform. And that was really exciting. And for me, creating the show with Bespoke was about, it was more of a passion project. You know, it was like, we're moving across the country. It's going to be a really fun show. It fits with their brand. But instead of just moving and, you know, filming us going to on an adventure, I guess, I wanted to try to make a difference at every stop that we made. And I thought that that would be something very unique and special. And I mean, I think it did very well on their platform. They said they really enjoyed it. So, you know, I think it was the precursor to everything that like, I feel like that, you know, the name of the show is Better with the Brenchels. Yes. Uh, Brenchels is Brendan and Rachel put together. And, and it's <laughs> yeah. a nod to the big brothers out there. So if you know, you don't know. If you don't know, get on it. Yeah. I'm telling you, you're missing out on great TV. So like, get on it. What I thought was beautiful was you were already doing something. It was already going to happen. And you had the capacity to bring cameras in to your life and document it. And when you have those goals in life, and that flexibility and compliance working with a partner like Bespoke TV, you can always focus on the goal, the goal at hand. And I think that with any other person or platform, because things change, traveling, shooting shows during the pandemic, it was not an easy feat in any sense of the imagination. But what was it like recording something that you really kind of had autonomy in? Like yeah. you were showing up in front of the cameras and like, I mean, I know you have confidence and you show up as you, but like, you know, there's no awkward shot coming this way right. or or are they trying to get a two frame because they're trying to frame me for something and I'm going to look foolish. I, I do those <laughs> things. I don't know. Or does that not even come into mind? I <laughs> 
<laughs> not out of the house. <laughs> Honestly, I, I, a long time ago told myself, I can't think about how I look on camera. I just have to show it's up. Great. Because to be honest, that's a great lesson learned, right? And I had to learn that lesson. And I was like, you know, some days you might show up and someone's going to do your makeup differently. You might show up to set and they might say, I want you to wear a wig today. You know, like you just don't know. So like, if you think about the looks, you're not putting the art out there. And you're just talking about scripted as art, but it is, it is because I feel like even for me, I feel like we do in Unscripted, we capture the raw moments and we capture these beautiful moments that are the art of everyday life, which is why we love Unscripted television. I never thought about how I look on that show Better with the Brunchels. But what I did think about was all the work that we were putting into and how I could help to make a difference. Because oh, yeah. the goal was to you know try to make a difference, whether it was through getting this brand out, like an organization out into the world or talking to these people and just learning about them and sharing the experiences with them. It was just something that was so important to me to be able to try to do whatever we could to like elevate their organization. Yeah. I remember the call. It was more about making sure things actually happened than things happened. (laughs) That's great. By the way, Jonathan points out here and great self-confidence and what a lesson to learn and how to find that confidence in yourself to be able to show up. It's like, it reminds me of why they say, you know, in an airplane, give yourself the oxygen. So, you know, you can be strong, but also be present for the people who really need it. That's pretty powerful. And then having this out there, which was an image that we hadn't gotten to see yet, by the way, opened up what? So other opportunities, both in front of the camera and off. I kind of hinted a little bit at this to LinkedIn, but you're a casting executive now and helping cast some a really cool show, by the way, that I thought it might be fun to even wink and nod and I'll pass the baton to you. I thought actually it might be a really cool opportunity specifically on LinkedIn for the females on LinkedIn, predominantly the single females on LinkedIn because (laughs) single women on LinkedIn have a very different experience than any other user on this platform. So I want y'all to know, I hear you. I see you. I have many friends that are women that have a very different experience on this platform for me. That being said, I thought you had a really cool opportunity for business owners that might be able to really help get some visibility and uniquely kind of showcase who they are. And to elevate their brand and to try to get, you know, themselves seen and what they're doing, but also looking for love. (laughs) Yeah. And looking for love, right? First and foremost, these are people who probably put their businesses first. They're confident in their business. Maybe they're a solopreneur or they run a giant, you know, company. But what are you seeing as opportunities for women out there? And like, do you have any current examples of anything that you know that, you know, that you're looking for might help? I'm assuming you're talking about the golden bachelor that I'm casting. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. That is so cool. <laughs> so I'm, yeah. It's such an exciting show. I'm really excited about it. It's also, it's such a fun opportunity to meet so many amazing people. And like you said, people that have had businesses for, you know, 60 years or been in business. And I get to learn about all these different, really fun people every day. So we are casting it now. You can go to goldenbachelorcasting.com. It's going to be for ABC. It is The Bachelor. So we're anyone looking for love, we're looking for single men, single ladies. It's going to be really fun for seniors. So, you know, this one is not for the 20-year-olds. Yeah. It's going <laughs> to Yeah, it's going to be really cute. They've been promoting it on The Bachelor for about three years. Cool. Finally, it's happening, huh? Yes, finally, it's happening. I got a little show description here. Are you genuinely looking for love and why? 
That's question number 38 on the national casting application for The Golden Bachelor. Yes, the producers of the uber-popular reality dating franchise, The Bachelor, are turning it over to seniors this time. Casting Info states the producers and Rachel Riley, who's live with us right now, right there, is looking for active, outgoing single men and women in their golden years for a new exciting dating show. Seniors ready for committed relationships and urged to apply at goldenbachelorcasting.com. I can't tell you how many times I've been able to leverage projects like this, Mm -hmm. shows like this, where people with extremely beautiful stories are then offered the opportunity for presence and participation in a show simply because of a dating structure or business structure. It's a unique way to get in the media, but it's one of the best ways to own yourself, especially now, right? To own yourself in this public media space where (laughs) where you sure do get to be yourself. And I'm even thinking of in the casting process, right? Like you're always looking for people who are, we say authentic and true to them. That really, I think how I define that might be your point of view, having a strong sense of self. Yeah. For me, it doesn't even need to be about self-confidence. Strong sense of self could mean I have a small self-confidence, but I do things that allow me to be myself in that capacity. So opportunities like that to stand out are, are big. They're big. I think it could be a really big opportunity for anyone that is interested in the show. And it could be a fun opportunity for you to find love, to meet some other really cool singles that are, you know, sharing similar experiences and people that are just going through life and looking for another adventure. I mean, I think that's like what this is all about, right? And finding love along the way. I met my husband on reality television. (laughs) So I know it works. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I saw it. Yeah. And I'm really excited. I've had such a great time interviewing people so far and all the people that we're interviewing are so sweet and they're so genuine and authentic. And it's so interesting because when I speak with 20 somethings that are going on these dating shows and they're hot and they're young and they're, you know, maybe want to get some more social media followers. That's their intention for that show. Right. So they're just going on to be hot and young and get some more social media followers and get verified. But the golden senior people I've spoken with for the golden bachelor are actually like, they're so interested in finding love and they've been working on themselves. And This is like, for them, an opportunity to branch out where they haven't had the opportunities before. And it's so fun to talk to people about. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can't wait. I'm realizing I have so many contacts in Arizona. I got to work on a show called Sunset Days a bazillion years ago, and it was in Sun City Grand. By the way, and I know I know a lot of my cast members and people who worked on that show are connected with me here on LinkedIn. So if you're watching it and you're saying, well, well, Vinny, why haven't you called me yet? Nancy. Nancy, DG, I'm thinking of Carol. I can go, Anne, I can go on and on of some of the awesome seniors that I spent time with that showed me why to wake up at 5 30, 6 o'clock in the morning in Arizona because it's way too hot at like yeah. noon. The terms, the terms they shared with me was well, she said, you know, he, I don't want him to come looking at me like I'm a nurse with the purse. Like he's just looking, you know, he, that like that. things that I learned were, oh, yeah, um, the wisdom, were crazy. I, I'm loving the wisdom that. Oh, yeah. Me. It's so cute. And, you know, I, oh my gosh, I just, I love these men that they're sharing their stories and they're so sweet. And, yeah. The ladies, the stories, and they're just 
the wisdom because a lot of them have been married before, you know, yeah. and maybe their spouse has passed or maybe their spouse, did, it didn't work out. So they're divorced, but they have so much wisdom to share. And, you know, I'm a young married lady. I've been married 10 years, nothing compared to the 40 years that they had. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. I learned so much from people when I talk to them. That is funny. I remember in the casting process, it coming up that there were some wild parties that were going down at that age because there were pills <laughs> to make things happen and science to make things not happen. Oh, and and uh, I heard that. Uh, <laughs> in the, uh, the villages. In yeah, Florida. yeah. By the way, we have a couple more minutes. If anyone is watching this, y'all have questions for Rachel or myself, please feel free to chime in, ask questions. We're here to help. What I want to do is just make sure you have a really strong sense, if you're watching this, have a really strong sense of where to pull some of those answers, maybe even how to form better questions to find the strength in your brand, your personal brand that helps you be secure in your values and your goals, that helps you align that with your business goals, your business motives, the action that you're taking so that you can have this transparent lifestyle and content. And that you do have moments like this between friends like Rachel and I, where I couldn't wait to talk to you. And, you know, unfortunately, you're in one of my favorite shows that I love watching. So that, that means like, I got to cut you off immediately. <laughs> so I can have experienced the full range of emotions, but we will have a big follow up call after this. Yeah. By the way, if you haven't all figured out, I love The Trader. I play a, a game similar with my group of friends called Mafia, yeah, is what we yeah. kind of called it. And uh, if you're not familiar with it, watch the show, come back, and maybe we can find our own way of doing that on LinkedIn. It's just a really fun way. And also, Rachel, I'll tell you something as a friend. Not that I would ever like audition for any of those shows that take a really long time to do, but I would love to do like I would have loved to audition for The Trader. And like, if I saw yeah something like that, I think I will go. But I don't think I'd ever be able to lie from you. Like, I'd, I think I'd always have to be like, this is just, I'm probably going to get voted out. But like, just so you know, I'm not, like, we just got to ride our diet to the end. So and <laughs> I am too. And that's my problem on all these shows. I'm so loyal to a fault. It's just, I am the ride or die till the end. And so I always have to like check myself. I'm like, okay, there's real money on the line. I got to play the game. Really? Do yeah. It. <laughs> That's it. Well, you got you have a beautiful family. I mean, we're in the process of soon, you know, starting our family, but you've got some beautiful kids to be really responsible for. I see Kim saying also her hubby and her are coming up on 32 years there. Oh, yeah, us creatives being in this is you know, shout out to those who are dating and have chosen yeah. us creatives, the creative solution-minded people that we tend to be. It's a journey, it's a ride. So yeah. Grab your life vest. How about that? <laughs> you heard that one coming. You are just a ray of sunshine. And yeah. I cannot wait to catch up with you and hear more of what's coming. What is, I hate throwing this to you, but like the best way for people to reach out to you or anything else you want to make sure people leave with today, understanding or getting a better vibe on. No, thank you so much for having me, Vinny. You're the one that they should be following and, and going to because I feel like you have led me in so many amazing directions and I appreciate you so much for everything that you've always shared with me and thank you so much for you um, and for you, uh, inviting me to be part of your space and it's just like amazing. I appreciate that so much. You are in the alchemy of the input and what I watch. It only makes sense for me to be able to call you up and say, I need you to be more, <laughs> more alchemy. <laughs> More of that flavoring. And I love that we got to do this on LinkedIn. We have had quite a couple amount of people 
ask about your LinkedIn here. I know LinkedIn is one of those platforms people tend to simply overpass because of Instagram and other needs because, you know, that need our time. Yeah. LinkedIn is one of those that's like a slow burn. So I'm putting it up here, linkedin.com slash in slash Rachel E. Riley, R-A-C-H-E-L-E-R-I-E. R-E-I-L-L-Y. R-E-I, yeah, thanks. I was like, so I don't even know why I tried to spell it. But imagine like, (laughs) who gots? Um, Follow her and connect with her here on LinkedIn. Also on Instagram, is it the same at Rachel Riley? Uh, At Rachel E. Riley Viegas. I put it down in my name, so it should be showing up on StreamYard. So it's cool, perfect. Riley Viegas. So then I I will stop mansplaining mansplaining (laughs) your username. (laughs) And I will let the words speak for themselves. If you can see right here where I'm pointing (laughs) at Rachel E. Riley Viegas on Instagram, but on Twitter, it's at Rachel E. Riley. Hey, you could do like the lotto now. And now I'm like, you yeah. know, that's like, if you, yeah, there you go. Like QVC of the lot. There's like, by the way, I don't know, a childhood dream. My childhood dreams were like, I want to be the lotto guy. If I'm ever famous, I want to be on Hollywood Squares. Like those oh are my gosh. goals. That You know what? I, so that was always one of my Hollywood Squares. Pretty and bad. then I always said SNL, I like my dream dream is to either be made fun of on SNL or to get to be on a sketch on SNL. Like I remember watching when I was, you know, in middle school and Mm -hmm. elementary school and just thinking that that was the best that you could not get any better than that. (laughs) Wait, have they, have they, did did they make, did they, they haven't. Pe- not even Peacock, and that's part of NBC. I know. So now, and I'm, you I'm, gave them so much. You gave universe. them so much to work with. So much. They have a lot. <laughs> We're speaking it out into the universe. <laughs> oh my! I remember we did want to be a VJ when I started want to be a VJ in MTV in like '99. Yeah. And they did this one skit with Ray Munns, and Chris Kattan played Ray Munns, and, and oh. Ray was. I was like, you, you were unfold. Like, that's like your. <laughs> Yeah. You've made it. Like that's You've by the way, it. it's never too late. It's gonna happen. Yeah. We gotta get that peacock NBC <laughs> yeah. team talking because like you gave them so much to work with right. <laughs> without a doubt. I, here's one quick question, by the way. Rod Garcia yeah. says, I used to be an agent in the 90s, moved away from Hollywood to raise my kids. By the way, God bless. And yeah. sorry that you had to give up a career in the 90s to be able to have a family. I know that story. We know, right? We know that story very, very well. All right. Uh, 20 years later, I'm returning to the industry as a writer. Oh. Any advice? Do you have any input or advice you want to throw his I, way? Or I can. I wish I did. I, I went to iOS and did a comedy writing class once and I loved it. I wish I had more advice for writing. But when I'm interested for myself, when I'm interested in anything, especially with Hollywood, I just go and do what everyone that I admire is doing. And so... If I see someone that I look up to and whatever they're doing, I'm like, okay, I need to go take that class or, you know, go meet these people, whatever it is that they're doing. I love that. It's so true because he said he was in the nineties and I want to point this out in the nineties, I too was in TV and was taught to network up. Yeah. It was all about like, look at the people ahead of you who are doing things that you want to be doing as if this world was finite and as if there were only so many venues and avenues and roads to sort of get that stuff accomplished. What I realize now is the power in these TikTok writers yeah. and short-term writer. And so I love this idea of turning around and seeing the people who are doing it. And I want to add, maybe not just the award-winning screenplay people right. who are already making news. There are some really cool groups 
that have band together culturally have band together to provide a stage and a place and a platform for emerging talent. And I would say, Rod, some of the ways that I've found talent, I found meet the vocabulary and are part of the zeitgeist and the content community that I want to be in, that I'm finding them in winning podcast awards. I'm finding them in really small, unique stages and places, strong writers. And we need some strong writers, by the way, this chat GPT world. It's, (laughs) we need point of view. We need strong writers. And then Rod, the third thing I want to say is like, forget everything you know about the industry in the nineties and early 2000s, all those rules that don't apply to you as a solo practitioner, all the reasons we were told no at work because it would never work. It could never even be pitched. It'll never work. (laughs) No, all that goes out the window now and create the space for the projects that you feel called to write to. And then just know this, there's going to be a platform. There's going to be a shelf space that I've lived in media long enough to know that I have more content than media, but media space is the one thing I see growing more and quicker Mm -hmm. than content. I see more networks and platforms and pluses and alternative digital landscapes to tap into now more so than even original podcasts and TV shows. So there will be a need for original content in the same way. I think Rachel started off by saying back then it was about, you know, getting discovered and you need Stephen Tyler, by the way, I have a Whitney Houston pick me out of a corner in the street in time. Like we have these crazy stories that someone with extreme creative power blessed us with. And I want to point that out, that we needed that then now to be confident, to be steadfast, to not be quick to please, to not be quick to jump on all these different castings that are appearing because it's it's an opportunity, but to wait for your opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I think of my time in Times Square, I would run around that Times Square trying to meet everybody. If I just stood still, the amount of people that I could have met just standing still on 45th and Broadway. And I think that's the power we have now and where we get discovered, when we get discovered, with whom we get discovered, which is why I chose to do this with Rachel, by the way. I Are you kidding that. me? Like, yeah, I want to like, let's I just got, like, do better. advice ever from you to just stand still. Cause I've been struggling. Ugh. I'm like, what's next? What's next? What's next? And you're right. It's just stand still and just wait and you know, something will come. And yeah. Hey Rod, listen, if you need someone, I'm available. <laughs> yes. I love that. Yeah. Right. If you, Rod, if you're looking for a muse, yeah. <laughs> share on that networking right here, highest level networking, Rachel to go after this, you'll have to go back in and check your I messages will. on LinkedIn, do a little password reset. Make sure. <laughs> I know. I, you know <laughs> I'll help you I, out I, with that. That's fun. Y'all, this has been awesome. Kim, Rod, Judy, Ben, I've seen so many faces, so many names pop in here. So many of my favorite words. Again, I can't tell you how cool it is over 20 years that I've been watching you or I don't know, 15 years maybe that I've been watching you do what you're doing, how different the media landscape has changed, how much you have changed in a good way and how much you haven't changed in a good (laughs) way is what I want to say. You know, like it's like be quick to act, slow to make changes. You're making changes, but you know, because you're steadfast and have a strong point of view, I think that it's not confusing to the viewers and I just love you all of it and everything you're doing and shout out to you, Rachel Riley Vegas, like literally, yeah, I'm so into it. This is like, this has been a dream come true. And thank you for your time here. Thank you for your time. This is, yeah, of course. I love chatting with you. So thanks for having me. Yeah. And y'all go connect with Rachel specifically. Are you on TikTok yet? Are you 
Just I mean, for casting, I know that that tends yeah, to come up a I bit a for casting. Yeah. TikTok. Okay. So be mindful of TikTok, y'all. Really, really be keep an eye on Instagram for the opportunities that Rachel is connecting herself to, to help bring talent into your relationship with casting directors and executives, liaisons like Rachel and I, who are aware of opportunities. That's a brilliant place to be focusing opportunities and relationship energy when we have those opportunities that we have a vested vetted person to be able to recommend is going to be everything to us. So that being said, I appreciate it. Rachel, I love you. I love you. Thank I'll you see so you so soon. Y'all go watch Traders. I'm not even really joking. <laughs> watch it before the reunion. Oh. oh my gosh. You and Kate at the reunion. I'm so excited. Okay, that's it. No spoilers. Jory, it's great to see you. I love y'all. I'll talk to you soon. Peace. You've been listening to I Have a Podcast with me, Vinny Potestivo. If you like what you've heard, please let this be the episode that gets you to leave us a solid five-star review. Or you can subscribe and share us with someone you think could benefit from hearing the conversations we've had here at I Have a Podcast. You know, the ones that help you build a sustainable approach to creativity and helps you scale your personal brand. Five-star reviews, subscribe, share, whatever you do, take inspired action, and we'll see you at IHaveAPodcast.com.